This week on The 414, it's about the importance of trust and building trust when it comes to using consumer data. Better yet, we'll be sharing how you can ethically gain significant business advantage over your competitors and all completely within the law. Good morning, good morning. My name's James Rostance, and this is The 414 Live, here exclusively on LinkedIn Live, each and every Thursday morning at 11.30 a.m. The 414 is for you as a professional B2B marketer, for you to be able to expand and enhance your professional knowledge each and every week as I speak with some of the greatest and most interesting minds in B2B marketing. So this week, we're going to be looking at a different side of data. Uh, certainly, using data for delivering results and campaigns is of significant interest uh, amongst B2B marketers, and it always ranks either in the top three, or most often the number one for most interesting topic that people want to learn more about. And over the course of this uh, last year on the show, we've had a good bit of coverage for that, mainly focusing on techniques uh, and technology that can help you uh, leverage data to deliver campaigns and get the results that you want. But uh, for a bit of a change this week, I thought it would be good to speak with the absolute authority on data and using it correctly and legally. So to help with that, joining me live from Oxford Circus in London, please welcome MD of the DMA, Rachel Aldegheri. Hi James. Morning. So Rachel, there were quite a few concerns around data usage which are held by the public uh, that were highlighted in a key recent study. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. We have been tracking um, the public's attitudes to data privacy since 2012, actually. And encouragingly, we are seeing a greater understanding of the role of data in the data economy and the data exchange among the public. Um, almost half of respondents are what we would dub data pragmatists. And they're people that really are happy to share their data um, under certain circumstances where they receive um, services, offers, products. Um, and they feel fairly comfortable that they're in control, that they can manage their preferences. And, and therefore, you know, it's the crux of the data economy, that value exchange is, is at the heart of what they expect. Now, um, to the other extreme, we have um, about 25% of respondents who are simply unconcerned. They'll happily share their data without giving it a second thought. And then another quarter who are a pool of people we're dubbing the fundamentalists and they are really not happy sharing their data at all. Now obviously um, we want to grow um, the number of pragmatists. We want people to feel comfortable and have trust in companies when they're sharing their data. And what we see and what Customer Insights shows is that having control and transparency um, is key for people having trust um, to share their data. Now interestingly, they're um, two of the central tenets of the GDPR and they're two of the um, core principles of the DMA code that's been in existence for, for some years now. So I think as more and more companies embrace the notion of transparency and giving customers control, we'll hopefully see that growth. 
But obviously there has been things like the Cambridge Analytica scandal um, and also some of the goings-on in the digital advertising space that are denting confidence. So it's more important than ever that brands step up and show that they really do care about privacy. So GDPR is a regulatory requirement which uh, has had a huge amount of focus on the run-up to its implementation uh, previously. Uh, but now that excitement uh, has died down, you're championing quite a rewarding approach to data moving forward. Could you share some background on that? Yeah, we believe that really putting data privacy at the heart of everything you do and that customer centricity is super important for a long-term sustainable approach um, to growing business. I think what we did see um, when GDPR came into force was, you know, that excitement you described was often a flurry of um, knee-jerk reactions and emails um, asking people to give their consent again and actually seeing it as a, a one-off um, tick box exercise and then going back to business as usual. We really believe that privacy should be a brand asset and that should um, span everything a business is doing from the top down, from planning and design all the way through to creative execution and the way the copy is written and the, and the consumers interact with brands on a regular basis. Okay, so by taking that approach with how data is used, what is it that companies stand to gain? Well, in a word, trust. Um, by really being transparent, open, honest, um, and diligent with data, brands will build trust. And we've seen that trust is the biggest indicator and biggest reason that a customer will share data with a brand. So it, it's really, really important. And I think more so than ever, the Advertising Association recently um, ran a big study and it shows that trust in advertising and marketing as a broader industry has never been so low. I think we're even ranking under um, politicians at the moment, which is quite something. So it's really, really important that um, companies embrace this and, and understand that building trust isn't just a tick box compliance exercise and complying with the, the tenets of GDPR is enough. It needs to be something that is expressed through the creativity, the technology, the data and everything that builds that broader customer engagement. So uh, data ownership is an ongoing big point of discussion and interest. What is your position on that and in turn what do you advise? Um, in line with GDPR, I'd advise that no organisation ever thinks about owning customer data. The customer data is very much that. It belongs to the customer and they should always have control over how it's used. Um, what is interesting, however, is looking at the value that that data brings to a company. And that's something that at the DMA we're exploring in a lot of detail at the moment. We're working with the University of Edinburgh to really understand um, how to value data and I think without that value, um, the senior team, the, the C-suite, the people around that boardroom table, won't necessarily always give um, data the true consideration um, that it requires. Um, it needs to be thought of as something that goes beyond compliance. Obviously, GDPR has brought data to the boardroom table in terms of risk, the big fines that you could be exposed to should you get it wrong, but it needs to be much broader than that and integrated into a broader business strategy. And, and what's interesting when you're looking at the value of data, it is very complex um, in terms of who's creating that value. Is it the customer? Is it the brand? Is it a, a combination of both of those? And also the role that values plays within the value and data ethics in terms of that ethical approach to building value for a customer.
How do you uh, advise companies then to set about taking this approach to using data that will allow them to create the benefits uh, which you mention? Um, I think really putting at the customer at the heart of everything you do. You know, the DMA code, that's our central tenant and it's how we operate across everything we do from our best practice guidance um, through to when we're working with government and lobbying. We always think about that customer and what it means to them and building that long-term loyalty um, you will only get through creating trust and having that customer first approach. Okay, thank you. As part then of implementing that approach to data usage, what are the challenges which companies are likely to come up against? Um, there are a few challenges. I think going back to that boardroom, um, really to create this approach, you need to build a data culture within an organisation. And that needs the buy-in from the top, from the CEO, um, the FD. They all need to have an interest, which is why the value of data campaign is so important and really getting onto their radar and understanding the possibilities um, that come with using data properly. Um, and then also, obviously, in this new data economy, there's a whole heap of um, skills that are required across privacy, technology and data. Um, so I think another core challenge is that businesses are facing is making sure they've got the right talent and ensuring that they're trained um, correctly and regularly enough to be on top of all of these things. I think, interestingly, GDPR, as you said before, created a flurry of excitement, um, but it certainly shouldn't have been seen as the end. It's actually the beginning of a journey um, and companies working to those core principles, the principles of our code, can really build a much more sustainable um, long-term approach to data. With having introduced people to your way of uh, viewing data and data usage, what are the key takeaways uh, that you'd really like them to focus on? Um, I think creating an ethical approach to the use of data and going back to that customer-centric approach, always look, um, and it's interesting, there was a charity that I was speaking to and every decision they were taking, they had um, the approach of the um, donor in the room, if their customer was sitting next to them, would they feel comfortable in the decisions they're making and are they doing the best of their customer to build that trust? And then I think ensuring that you're embracing this across all teams. It's interesting when you look to our GDPR category in our awards last year, which was won by The Guardian. They ran a really interesting campaign um, which smashed all of their um, opt-in targets. They actually extended and got new subscribers into new products as well. And that was because they took a creative approach that really showcased um, the value of transparency and um, giving their readers control around how their data is used. Brilliant. Rachel, thank you ever so much for joining us uh, today. You're very welcome, thank you. And if you've enjoyed watching and you'd look very much like to learn some more insights and wisdom from some of the greatest and most interesting minds in B2B marketing each and every single week, uh, then please do uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, search for The 414 on YouTube, or indeed on your favourite podcasting app, search for The 414 on there and hit subscribe. In the meantime, I'm James Rostance. Thank you very much for watching.